You are listening to the In Her Eyes podcast. I am your host, Lynn Niehouse, episode 81. Hello, hello, my lovely friend, and welcome to the In Her Eyes podcast. I am your host, Lynn Niehouse, interior designer, artist, mama, scientist, color specialist, and space coach, here to help you navigate the beautiful messiness of raising strong, thriving daughters while you discover the path to a home that inspires you. You will learn to design gorgeous, peaceful spaces inside and out that you can be proud of and love coming home to. Each week, we will explore how individuality and practicality create the harmony our souls crave. Let's dive in, my dear, to all of our beautiful stuff. journey today of embracing our own creativity on a deeper level. That is the theme for the whole month. So we're going to talk about journaling today. And I actually had to do a quick scroll back through the different podcast episodes because I realized that I bring up journaling a lot. And I know that I introduce it in a tool as a tool in so many different formats. And one of the reasons is because there's, I find so much gold, so much clarity, so much openness, and so much creativity in my journals. I'm coming to the end of a one journal and about to move into another one. And there's a little bit more information that I'm going to share with you about that as we get to the end of this episode. But one of the things that I do as I get to the end of a journal is I go back through and I pull out any poetry that's come up um, or presented itself. I don't know a better word for it. It seems to um, come out of nowhere. Um, I mean, obviously I'm writing it, but it seems to just appear in my journal in these forms. And it's always when I switch from writing in prose format to writing in more poetry formats, it's as if these words start hopping out. When I finish a journal, I go back through it and I transcribe these different lines of poetry into a spiral bound notebook. It's a bright yellow spiral bound notebook that just says poetry in really big letters written on the outside. And I, I put them all in there. And the funny thing was when I started it, I had this vision of never really sharing with the world that I wrote this poetry because when I read it back, it feels it's deeply effective. It really hits me at a core. And one of my favorite poems that I've written, I cannot personally read it aloud without tearing up. And a couple of years ago, I changed my thought process of what I thought about this because originally I had 
thought that I was never going to share these with anyone. And one day when my, you know, when I am here no more and my children are going through my things and packing up my stuff, I know both of my girls are, are super deeply emotional and super sensitive. So I figured at some point they'd find this notebook titled Poetry and they'd open it up and they'd start reading it. And then, aha, it would be revealed that I wrote poetry throughout my life. And I loved that. I, 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 there was something about that that just made me chuckle. Until one day I was invited to a family friend's, my mother kind of toted me along to a celebration of the life of a friend of my family. And the husband was celebrating the life of his wife who had passed during the COVID season when we couldn't really be together to celebrate. And so he had this dinner and he announced during the dinner that his wife throughout her lifetime had written poetry and he never had any idea. She was a woman that I greatly admired in her spirit. She was so much fun. She was an artist. She was so similar to me in personality, even though she was 30, 40 years older than me. As I sat there and listened to him read these words, uh, all I could think is I wish I had known in the days that I had the opportunity to be with her, to spend time with her. And I didn't spend a lot of time with her. She was kind of like a passing presence because remember, I grew up in the days where you didn't really hang out with your parents' friends. They, you know, kids did their thing and parents did their thing and, and you didn't co-mingle. But I just always loved the energy of this woman. And I just remember thinking she truly was a kindred spirit. And I wished for everything that I knew that I had known that she wrote these words because I would have loved to have read them as a teenager, as a young adult, moving through that transition of all those transitions of life where we're accepting new roles and looking at ourselves and our relation to what we had to do. And I would have found so much value in that time. Those, those tiny moments that we would have had. And it's almost as if I saw one more layer of her that I'd wish I'd had the opportunity to see when she was alive. So I'm going to share with you today as we talk about journaling and how it can expand your creativity. I randomly opened my journal 
And I decided that whatever, before I began recording, whatever page I came to, I was going to just share it with you. So that's what I'm going to do here today. I'm going to give you a little background. I wrote what I'm about to read to you while sitting outside in the middle of the night during particularly emotionally hard time, but I was taking a class. And if you've been here a while, I've mentioned it before. It was being taught by a woman in Australia. That was a 10 day intensive and it was run on Australian time. So I was up. The class ran from five at night until around four or five in the morning the next day. So it shifted my whole life. And so when we went on break, I made the habit because the work we were doing was so intense. She always recommended to go outside. And it was really the first time in a long time that I had just gone and sat outside in my yard in the middle of the night. And my friend, if you have not done that in a while, I recommend you do that. And this particular night, it was on or around a full moon. So it was just truly heavenly outside. So here's what I wrote. The will is the youngest part of yourself. Why am I afraid of my light as I sit in darkness and write? Who knows me here? The stars. The funny thing is when I, I open to this page, I didn't even remember writing this. And I think that's the coolest thing about journaling is sometimes you're processing through things so quickly, you don't even realize what's there. It's like those dreams that you don't remember. It's like those thoughts that you have in the shower that are so illuminating and just as quickly as we, we step back into the world of our to-dos, they're gone. That brilliant thought that you had, it's just gone. So that's the power of journaling, my friends. I'm going to talk about a few different formats. If you are not someone who does it regularly, then you can see which of these might help you get started because I cannot emphasize enough the completely free joy that a journaling habit can bring to your life. It is free therapy. It is free expansiveness. It is such a great place to work through things. It's also such a great place to come in contact with things that you aren't conscious of or cognizant of in your daily life. So in episode 78 with Barbara Mayfield, she mentioned the artist's way. 
I have to say that The Artist's Way by Julie Cameron is a book that reignited my passion for journaling. And as I say those words out loud, I can't imagine that I haven't said them before here on the podcast. So if this is your call to action to to buy the book and get started or it to, you know, go back to it, then um, this is just the universe calling you out. But in the artist's way, she does something called morning pages and a stream of consciousness writing where basically you dump your brain out onto paper and you write for, you have to write three solid pages of, you know, line by line by line by line. And you have to fill up the pages before you can stop. That's that's the, um, the exercise, the assignment. And it's amazing how we just what comes out in those those sentences after you get stuck. So what is stream of consciousness writing? It's literally taking every little word, every little thought that pops into your brain and puts it on paper. And it can sound nonsensical. It can sound uh, repetitive. That's what I do also when I get stuck is I'll just write the last word that I thought over and over and over until a new thought comes through. And it's illuminating in the way that you realize how many thoughts in your brain or thoughts that you thought before that didn't go anywhere. They weren't resolved. It's It becomes a rut. It's like where the water sits in a poorly landscaped design. And usually it's something that annoys us repeatedly or maybe it's a story a story of our life that we've told over and over and it just sits there in that space and putting it on paper gives you the opportunity to shake it loose which means that it gives your brain the opportunity to branch out into new and unexplored territory which is like sparks. It's like an adventure. It's like a new adventure that you don't have to buy a plane ticket or jump on a train to get to. And it's not just a a whim that it's in the Artist's Way book. I was given my original copy of The Artist's Way by my father-in-law who has now passed, uh, ex-father-in-law. He found it so valuable in his photography in moving from just taking pictures of his grandchildren to starting to see his own photography as an art form. And he recognized my scant efforts at painting, how I'd I'd paint in a whirlwind and then I wouldn't paint for a couple of years as life got busy. And 
he gave me the copy and asked that he actually gave my sister and I both a copy, which I thought was super sweet because he said we were artists and we need to live that way, which I treasure. I truly treasure those words from him. And as I look down at my notes, I see another little piece from the page of my journal that's laying open that I wrote on that very same night that I'm just going to read to you now. I was only going to read you the one little clip, but it's almost as if it's highlighted laying here. The night is young, my love. There's more daring to do. I should be drawing, but what? This is always the question. Love. That's all I know how to draw. If I hadn't been writing, I wouldn't be able to revisit those words and give myself the inspiration that I needed in that moment for sure. And I feel like I need in, in this moment as well. And it's funny again how just recognizing where we hold ourselves back is the other thing that comes up in journaling. A lot of people like journal prompts, and I know that's very common in the coaching space. And my when I'm working with my therapist, she, you know, we always come to the end of a session with some things that are left hanging and her guidance to me is always to journal on those things. I've never been a big fan of journal prompts, but when I started my future self journaling, exercise, which I actually am teaching a training on in my membership this month. And I'm going to, I'm going to give you a special cat passcode where you can access that training as well at the end of this podcast as well. Because it, it, it's just added one more layer to this extraordinary process. Some people really thrive on journaling prompts because, and I can, I can see it and there is a time when I brought those when I needed them. And what I did is I purchased a journal that had a Paolo Coelho quote and the art of Catalina Estrada, who I adore. Those are two humans on this earth that I absolutely adore. And the fact that they collaborated on this, it's meant to be, it can be a journal. They put these out every year. So they're dated daily. It can also be just a to-do list. Um, But I found so much alignment between the quote that was on each page and just the color and I I would use it as a second journal I kind of used it as my work journal when I worked outside of the home I <laughs> I would just write in it to um, look busy when I had thinking to do and somebody wanted to just walk up and start talking to me 
So I would just start writing in there. And it was a little bit stream of consciousness, but then it was also the things that I needed to work through, whether it had to do directly with the work I was doing that day, the clients I was seeing, the things I was trying to organize or the, you know, just the pieces of my job that needed some attention. But sometimes it was just random writing just to look busy so that I didn't have to get caught up in somebody else's drama. And because that was what I used it for, I found the quotes using them as prompts to be so invaluable. I just any moment that I my brain was, you know, stuck in one of those loops or I couldn't think of anything to write, I could just look at the quote and, you know, whether I'm breaking it apart or applying it to myself or seeing where I needed to apply it to myself, I found joy. So that's the second type of journaling that you can do if this is not a practice that you are in or if you feel kind of out of your habit or you're um or you feel like your writing has gotten mundane and it's not going as deep as you want it so the first type is stream of consciousness thought uh, journaling where you set a limit on um you set a target on how much you are going to write and you write every single thought that comes in your brain without judgment. The second is prompted journaling. So whether it's you subscribe to an app that has journal prompts or you use a journal that has journal prompts. I know there are a number of people out there that offer journals that have journal prompts or even something as simple as a series of quotes that are on a day or a weekly basis. I mentioned on a recent podcast about a dream journal. That's whether it's your, whether you have one journal where you keep everything together or you have a separate journal that just stays by your bed that you can record your dreams when you wake up first thing in the morning or if you wake up in the middle of the night, uh, you always remember your dreams best in those moments immediately after you wake up. So I'm not going to expand on that much more, but I have been bringing, I had separated them at first because it was easier just to keep a journal by my bed and call it a dream journal. But I found so much information in what I was dreaming as I started my process of looking at my dreams in a new way that I've I've joined them back together. So my dream journal and my regular journal are one in the same again. And whichever way you decide to do it, there's a lot of value there as well. So that's a third way that you can bring expand your journaling practice if you already have one or you can bring that to light especially if you're an avid dreamer 
in episode 71, I recorded more about this. So if that's something that you're interested in, you want to dive deeper into that, I encourage you to go back to episode 71 and learn how to really access the power of your dreams. If you've tried journaling before and didn't seem to work for you, or if you feel stuck in a rut with your journaling process, or you're really standing at the edge of wanting to be more expansive in your creativity and your thought process, and you do feel stuck or afraid to take that leap, I recommend going to a different format for the actual pages that you're writing on. Experiment with the different formats. And if it means there's so many different little books on Amazon that you can um, that you can purchase or even little notepads that you can practice to see which one is the right one for you. I tend to doodle a lot in my, in my, um, especially when I'm in a really creative phase. Um, and I'm real, I'm, I'm full in my meditation practice and my journaling practice and it's on schedule. Um, I don't want it to sound like it's that rudimentary, but when I'm just in that flow is a much, much better word for it than schedule. I did actually purchase a spiral bound notebook at just Staples or somewhere. It's a Greek big spiral bound notebook. And it had four different sections that each had different types of paper. So one was blank. One was um, small, college ruled. One was more um, regular ruled, uh, just straight lines. And one was a graph. Uh, paper. And I allowed myself, and the Virgo in me had some issues with this, but I allowed myself to just open it up to what I felt like writing on that day or drawing on or doodling on and bopping around between papers until I could get comfortable with what I like best. I do know because I do really enjoy writing and I enjoy the layout of my writing sometimes like I when I um when I say that I switch from prose to poetry uh when a particularly profound statement sort of passes through my brain and I feel like it needs to be separated from um from the rest of the words I do like the way it looks and I know for myself, just based on my handwriting style and my handwriting size, especially when I'm storytelling in my journal or I'm, I'm breaking those, those lines out, I personally prefer the smaller lines of a college rule um, as opposed to the big lines. The, you know, the lines that are spread apart. But I found when I was doing my morning pages, I really like doing those on a, just a yellow tablet and ripping them out every day and sticking them in an envelope like she talks about where you don't go back through and read and judge and analyze. And if you have ever struggled with journaling, 
ask yourself that question. Is that what you struggle with? Is what it looks like? What it says? Do you feel like it has no value because you're reading back through it and judging it? Every once in a while, I will open. I don't read back through my journals very often except for when I get to the end or when something comes up that I remember writing about and I want to go back through for reference. Occasionally, things come up that are relative to my business and I want to share them as uh, an Instagram post or a Facebook post or maybe it's a newsletter that goes out to my um, but to my followers, I will, you know, um, highlight it or usually I just put a little sticky note in there with what I was thinking when I wrote it down. I try to keep to-do lists out of my journal unless it's something that I have been putting off um, or maybe it's a series of things and that happens for me often. And that's the other value that journaling has. There are things that we procrastinate doing because of various reasons and figuring out what those various reasons are we can find in our journal. And if that is something creative, an idea that you have but you've afraid you've been afraid to birth it into the world because you don't know how, because you don't know all the intricacies of it or it seems too big. That is the place where it belongs in a journal. It needs to come into life. And then as new pieces of it unfold, you can add to them. You can reference them. And you can start to see them come into being. Anything that you write down, you're going to see in a new perspective. There is one piece of information that came to me through my journaling process. And part of it is also related to this nerve damage that I've had in my right hand. I am left-handed. So I am very particular about my journals because they have to open in a way that I can write comfortably as because all books are bound, um, you know, all books are bound on the left side. They're just not naturally made for left-handed people. So that's the other thing that I find that I have to have a journal that lays completely flat when I'm writing in order for me to be comfortable. And comfort is really key. There's a connection between our mind and our hands. So whether you're someone who enjoys knitting or crocheting, anything that you're doing actively with your hands, there's a part of your brain that's stimulated that has value. It's the, that's the other part of the writing, just stream of consciousness writing where you're not thinking about what you're writing that can stimulate those parts of the brain that might not necessarily get a lot of, uh, a lot of action, a lot of oxygen, a lot of, um, a lot of air time. It's, there's something magical about it. And taking something out of your head and onto paper puts it into that objective space where more information is going to come forward than if it just cycled in that tiny little whirlpool that that goes um, that develops in your brain when you have an idea that you don't take action on or you overanalyze. 
And just like you should choose and experiment with the types of journals that bring you the most pleasure, the most activity that you enjoy writing in the most, you should also experiment and gift yourself fabulous pins. It's very funny. Most of the left-handers that I know are very particular about their writing instrument. And it's probably because we have struggled throughout our life with being comfortable writing because everything in the world is built for right-handed people. And if you know, you want to get into that creative right part of your brain, you can experiment writing with your left hand. That's a good way to amuse yourself. But definitely be, gift yourself fabulous pens because they really do make a difference because a pen that flows in and flourishes and I don't mean you need to go out and buy like fancy calligraphy pens just find a pen that you really that fits in your hand well that you enjoy writing with on the substrate that you find the most joy with whether whatever format that is and then don't judge. Just let the words come and don't analyze them. Don't think about them. So we're going to just talk a little bit about privacy here and how you can get past some of those issues. Uh, this is a subject that it is. It really hits home for me, but at the same time, these days, my journal just sits out everywhere, and anyone can pick it up, and they can read whatever they want, and they can think whatever they want, because it's just me. Occasionally, if I have to think through some things that I feel like if the words to were to be read, they might hurt someone, um... I'm slightly cognizant of that and I might not leave my journal laying on the kitchen table. Most of the writing that I do floats between not making a lot of sense to anyone else but me and that stream of consciousness thought and those those deep dives where I get a lot of clarity so if anyone wants to just pick up my journal on a random day, it probably wouldn't make a lot of sense because most of the pages, unless you read all the way, you know, through a series of pages, you wouldn't know the frame of reference. It's funny when I open them up and I see how my handwriting changes on different different pages, different days, I can reconnect to the emotional state that I was in, the feelings that I was going through. And so it provides me with more insight than it would, a, you know, a, 
a bystander, someone else who was reading my pages. I have had times in my life where my journal was compromised and I am very grateful that I have moved into a place of greater authenticity for myself that I no longer let that hold me back from writing what's on my heart and what's on my mind. If you're in a situation where you find that you need to be more private to get through to the other side of some of the things you're thinking about, then what I recommend is what I did for a while is I had a private journal that no one ever saw. No one ever saw me writing in it. No one ever saw where it was kept. It was very small. It was kind of kept between um, the books by by my bed in um, in a drawer so it wasn't visible. And that was a good place for me to work out some of the things that were on my mind that I didn't feel like, I didn't feel comfortable anyone finding or knowing about. And then I had a, a more public journal because, and I say public, nobody ever really picks up my journal and reads it, or if they do, they don't talk to me about it. But, you know, I, I'm always writing. So I, I feel like having something that uh, people see me writing in it is going to just keep anybody from investigating further. And that's just a personal belief. But it worked for me and it it worked for me for a while and I was able to move through those thoughts and emotions and get to a much happier and healthier side of them and go back to where I didn't feel like I needed to do that. And there's certainly things that, that pop up in my journal occasionally that I would probably be a little bit embarrassed if someone outside of my family saw, but at the end of the day, they're also truth. And they're where I was in the moment. And that is the place that journaling takes you to that is the very thing that connects you to your most creative and expansive self. And that is the present, the present moment. So why do I teach a workshop on future self journaling? That seems to be contradictory to this idea that journaling is a an activity that you do for a present moment awareness. Maybe because I would rather work from the place that I am instead of someone else's journal prompts because I feel like my meditation practice and the work that I do keeps me in a state of alignment and I am my best guide. I am the best 
translator of the things happening around me. And that's a place that I've grown into through my own practices. And this idea that I can guide myself from the future as well as being present in the moment that I'm in has been an, a very expansive practice for me. So on April 28th, I am teaching my future self journaling. That is um, on the on the night that this on the day that this episode is released. It is that night that I will be teaching that workshop. So you will have access to the replay of that workshop if you can't make it live simply by typing in inhereyespodcast.com forward slash future self. And you'll have access to the replay of that workshop that I'm teaching within my membership for a limited time. I am working to roll that into a bigger class, a bigger workshop that, um, that combines several different techniques that I find valuable as, uh, as a course that you'll be able to purchase. But for the time being, this workshop will be, be available to In Her Eyes podcast listeners for absolutely free. So just go to InHerEyesPodcast.com forward slash future self and you'll be able to access that replay. I hope this episode has been helpful for you if you want to expand your journaling practice into something deeper than it already is or you're just looking for a, a way to tap into this marvelous activity. I hope I've given you uh, the information you need to get there. If this is something that you continue to struggle with, something you've attempted, something you desire to do, but for whatever reason you're having blocks, I highly encourage you and I, I can't emphasize this enough. I really encourage you to reach out, whether it's to me or to another business coach, life coach that you may follow that can help you get closer to an active journaling practice. I can promise you that if you take the steps to unlock those doors and it might take working through it if if you're stuck and you need help reach out reach out to me reach out to someone else and let's get you to the other side of that because I can promise you that there is some gorgeous magical sunlight that you have locked behind those doors that is so magical that you might just be a little bit afraid of that light. 
And I can promise you that you will find so much value of at least leading, letting that light seep through those cracks. Even if you're not ready to sh- for it to shine in all its magnificence. Because you, my friend, are light and you are magnificent. And I want to encourage you to let your light shine. Even if it's in your own private pages of your journal. So thank you, my friend. Thank you for being here. If you have not yet had an opportunity to register for my Luminous Office Masterclass, head over to this episode's webpage, the InHerEyesPodcast.com forward slash episode 81. And check it out. We're going to have so much fun. It's a two-hour master pl- masterclass from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday, May 4th. Pour yourself a beverage, whether it's a fabulous herbal tea, whether it's a cocktail, mocktail, whatever you love, whatever makes you feel joyous and celebratory and we're going to dive into the energetics of color we're going to talk about organization in learning how to organize and meet yourself exactly where you're at to create a space where you can expand into the most brilliant form of you. And if you are an entrepreneur, if you work from home and you want to just feel a little bit more light and love in your workspace, then this is the class for you. I would love to see your beautiful face there. It is going to be on Zoom and there will be an opportunity to ask questions, but we have a lot of material that we are going to cover this class was born out of a really transformative experience I had in my own office and I am so excited to share it with you and I would love it if you join me if that is in the middle of the night for you or something that you're already have a commitment and you can't access rest assured that just by registering you will get the opportunity to access the replay as well. Might take about 24 hours for us to turn it around and get it to you, but you will have access to that as well. So thank you again, my friends, for being here. Much love to you, and I hope to see you next week. Take care. Thank you for joining me here today on the In Her Eyes podcast. If you heard something today that resonated or helped you move forward on your design vision, please head over to the platform you get your podcasts and subscribe. And it would mean the world to me for you to leave me a rating and review. The complete instructions for doing that are on the In Her Eyes podcast website. That's inhereyespodcast.com forward slash review. And while you're there, be sure to grab my bedroom project planning workbook. It's the step-by-step guide to designing a room on any budget that truly supports your needs, your style, your habits, and you or your daughter will love coming home to, whether you're seven or 77. And it's my gift to you for tuning in. 
And if you have an idea for a podcast episode, something that you're struggling with, or something that you'd like to hear more about, please fill out the form on the bottom of that page. I personally read every single submission. If it's something that I feel confidently that I can speak to and help you with, I'll absolutely create something that will help you out. And if it's something that I feel like someone else can guide you better, I will guide you to that person, I promise. Have a beautiful day, my friend. Until next week.